Our episodes contain graphic information that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Would you like some murder with your coffee? Welcome to Morning Murders. I'm Nicole. I'm Amanda. And I'm Brenna. <laughs> We're just a couple of girls that like to sit around, drink coffee, and talk about true crime. Oh, and murder. Get everybody in the stadium to chant murder. <laughs> murder, 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 murder. And guys, I'm just so stoked <laughs> um, for you to join us today. It's yes. been so much fun it has been. Uh, doing these incredible episodes yeah. and starting the new year off. New year, 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022. Coffee mug situations and t shirt stuff. So, we got some funny little, we got some got clothes, some we got some inside jokes, we got some funny things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just, we're just kind of give it a little test of Rooney. And then, um, there's every time we have something kind of fun, we'll release little things as they come out. So, yeah, keep, keep an eye on that. Keep an eye. Check out our Instagram. Maybe yeah. you'll even find a way to win something. Oh, yeah. Yes. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. If this... you don't follow us already, check us out on Instagram, Morning Murders. Yeah. We're, we're like slowly growing this into more and more stuff. So mm-hmm. like keep an eye. And if you have ideas for stuff or recommendations, we are open to learning and we're happy to hear you out. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. already had some fun suggestions thrown at us that we're going to look into. So yeah. Thanks, Beans. Thanks. Thanks, Beanie Babies. Thank you, Beanie Babies. Spell the other way for copyright reasons. Copyright reasons. T-Y. I mean, uh, T-M. Oh, no. Dang it. Hold on. Oh, man. Oh, man. My ladies and beans, here we are again. Another glorious morning murders Monday. So I have quite the monster for you today. Do you know who said, I've hated humans for a long time? It was a lady. Have you ever heard of Aileen Carol Pittman? Did she, is that a maiden name? You may know her as Aileen Warnos. Oh, let's do this. Oh, man. Oh, let's do this. So let's start at the beginning. She was born on February 29th, 1956. Leap year, baby. Oh, that's got to be rough, man. To have your birthday, what is it, every four years? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what does that do for you? Like, am I even real? Am I, I, does my timeline does, exist? Am I old? Are those people yeah. on a different timeline than the rest of us? How um, old am I? Yeah. Anyway, so she <laughs> she was born in Rochester, Michigan, and her mom, Diane Warnos, was only 15 years old when she married Leo Pittman. They were only married for about two years before she filed for divorce. 
In that time, Aileen and her older brother Keith were born, both February babies. Wait, what does that mean? When do they get dirty? If it's always a February baby, then n- oh, nine what? months oh. before then is when they... <laughs> oh, why are they always sex? having sex in that month? In, what is it? Go backwards. June? <laughs> June? June, July, August, September, October, November, right. December. January, February. January. That's eight months. Eight months. June-ish? So, summer. Summer. Summer, summer, summer love, baby. When's her birthday? Does she get to have sex? Or when was she? <laughs> like, like, why are we so on birthday? <laughs> I'm just putting it together. I like, like it. There's a, there's a cycle of abuse, like okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that okay, she okay, came okay, from, okay. like all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> what was the moon the night? What, no, I'm what just was kidding. the moon? Oh, she was conceived. What was happening? Okay, because of the rush divorce, she never met her father. That, and he also, you know, attempted to murder and rape a seven-year-old girl. <gasps> so he was totally in prison. Oof. He was a role model of a father. See, with his rotating in and out of prison due to sex crimes against children. Oh. He was also said to be schizophrenic, and in 1969, when Aileen was only 13 years old, he hanged himself in prison. Oh, cool. It wasn't the first parent she lost, though. No. In 1960, her mother abandoned her and her brother. They were adopted by their grandparents, Lori and Britta Warnos, that same year. She was troubled, as they say, from a very early age. When she was only 11 years old, she learned that she could get cigarettes, drugs, and even food by taking part in sexual activities in school. She even did those activities with her older brother. She claimed that her grandfather, Lori, abused her and sexually assaulted her. He was also an alcoholic who would not only beat her, but then let his friends rape her too. When she was 14 years old, she became pregnant due to rape from one of her grandfather's friends. She had the child and gave it up for adoption. She was forced to give birth at one of those homes for unwed mothers. And a few months later, her grandmother, Britta, died of liver failure. So Aileen dropped out of school. After that, her and her brother became wards of the court. About a year later, when she was 15 years old, her grandfather threw her out of the house and she was forced to figure out how to support herself. She ended up living in the woods near the house and became a sex worker. By May 1974, she was arrested in Colorado for driving intoxicated, disorderly conduct, oh yeah, and uh, firing a 22 caliber pistol from the moving vehicle. <laughs> Just what? <laughs> Wait, how old was she? She was, this is May 1974. Also, when I was 11 years old, I'm pretty sure I was like just waist deep in my Sailor Moon like obsession. I had no concept. (laughs) I mean, granted, she's had like a totally different childhood. That's gotta be so different to go to school with that person that's like doing things for cigarettes. And I'm like... In the name of the moon, we will punish you. <laughs> like, you know, like the vast majority of experiences that we can have oh, on this yeah. planet are uh-huh. <laughs> insane. Yeah. Yep. So she's about 18 at this point. I just just shooting a gun out of a moving yes. car. Yes. Driving intoxicated and disorderly conduct. Whoa. She didn't show for her day in court, and she was later charged with a failure to appear. In 1976, she hitchhiked her way to sunny... Florida. Gotta love Florida. South America. Yep. She met Louis Fell and they were married that same year. He was also a 69 year old yacht club president. So, seems to be looking up for Aileen here. (laughs) All right. However, as we know, this story is not a happy one. She couldn't resist getting involved in fights at bars, and it happened so often that she went to jail for assault. She also hit Louis with his own cane, and she got slapped with a restraining order. Well,. She decided that Florida and her needed to take a break, so she went back to Michigan. But there, on July 14th, 1976, she threw a cue ball at a bartender's head and landed herself with charges of assault and disturbing the peace. Only a few days later, on the 17th, 
her brother died of esophage, esophageal, esophageal, esophageal cancer, esophageal cancer. We get it. Yep. Yeah. Cancer of the esophagus. Yeah. Aileen received $10,000 from his life insurance policy. Then, on July 21st, Aileen and Lewis decided that a restraining order doesn't make for a good, healthy marriage. So they got it annulled. They had been married for only nine weeks. She escalates, as they all do. In May 1981, she gets arrested back in Florida for armed robbery. She had attacked a convenience store and took $35 and two cigarette packs. She was sentenced to serve time in prison on May 4th, 1982, and she was released on June 30th, 1983. But then, on May 1st, 1984, she is arrested again for using forged checks at a bank in Key West. Then, in November 1985, she was named a suspect in Paseco County for stealing a revolver and ammo. Her relationship with the state of Florida only gets worse. In January 19... 19- you and me can have bad romance. <laughs> me and Florida. Wait, and shout out to the ice cream social boys about Key West. Didn't we have a whole thing about oh, yeah. terrible Key West? Key West. <laughs> man, I love Key West. I used to go there a lot on cruise days. What's up, Matt? Yeah, What's up, Paul? Paul? What's up, everybody? Ice cream. <laughs> uh, in January 1986, she is arrested Scoops. In- Sorry, I think they're called Scoops. Scoops. I just <laughs> She is arrested in Miami for stealing a car, resisting arrest, and giving a false ID. She tried to give them her aunt's ID. Officers found a 38 caliber revolver and ammo in the stolen car. On June 2nd, 1986, a male companion claimed that she threatened him with a gun, said she pulled the gun on him in his car and demanded $200. The officers found that she had been carrying a 22 pistol and ammo that was left underneath the passenger seat of his car. Shortly after that, Aileen met Tyra Moore. Tyra and Aileen met in a bar, and they were inseparable from that moment on. Tyra was the anchor that Aileen was looking for, according to Sue Russell, author of Lethal Intent. Sue said that Tyra was the most important romantic relationship in Aileen's life. They moved in together, and Aileen went back to sex work to help support them. On July 7, 1987, Daytona Beach police officers took them both in for questioning after an incident at a bar. They were being accused of assault and battery with a beer bottle. Then, about a year later, on March 12, 1988, Aileen actually accused a Daytona Beach bus driver of assault. She said that he physically pushed her off the bus following a confrontation. Tyra was a witness to that incident. And now, my ladies and beans, top off your coffees and get ready for here come the murders. All right. <laughs> All right. Murders. <laughs> okay. This is why we come to the breakfast. This is, night, right? this is why we're if, here. If not, what, is, what else is it if not the murder it's talk? It's true. In November 1989, good year, because uh, it's the year Brennan and I were born, a uh, convicted rapist named Richard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was born in yes, 1989. Definitely not <laughs> the, the Zodiac, Zodiac Killer. killer. <laughs> Okay. In November 1989, a convicted rapist named Richard Mallory, 51 years old, was a store owner in Clearwater, Florida. We just talked about Clearwater. Oh, we did. We did. This is the only murder she actually stood trial for. More on that in a moment. 
The deputy sheriff found Richard's abandoned car, and on December 13th, his body was found several miles away in a wooded area. He had been shot several times. Two bullets caused his death, though. They were found in the left lung area, and that's what's said to have killed him. She claimed that his death was the result of her defending herself. June 1st, 1990. The nude body of David Spears, a 43-year-old construction worker, was found along the highway in Winter Garden, Florida. He had been shot six times. June 6, 1990, the body of Charles Carscadon, a part-time rodeo worker, was 40 years old and was found in Paseco County, Florida. He had been shot nine times, and the date of his death was said to be May 31, 1990. Sometime in June of 1990, Peter Sims, who was a 65-year-old, was leaving Jupiter, Florida and heading to New Jersey. His plans were interrupted. On July 4th, his abandoned car was found in Orange Springs, Florida. The kicker? Tyra and Aileen were seen leaving the car. There was even a palm print that was left on one of the interior door handles by Aileen. However, Peter's body was never found. Troy Burris, a 50-year-old salesman in Florida, was reported missing on July 31st, 1990. Then, in a wooded area along State Road 19 in Marone County, Florida, on August 4th, his body was found. He had been shot two times. The car of Charles Dick Humphreys was found in Swanee County, Florida. Poor dudes. I know. <laughs> he was 56 years old and was a retired U.S. Air Force major, former state child abuse investigator, mm-hmm. and former chief of police. His body was found on September 12th, and he had been shot six times in the head and torso. Jesus! November 19th, 1990, Walter Gino Antonio's practically nude body was found in Dixie County, Florida. He was 62 years old and a police reservist, which I had to look because I wasn't sure what it was. It's like a volunteer or a paid worker that performs law enforcement duties in their community, according to the Google search I did. (laughs) He had been shot four times, and his car was later uncovered in Burvond County, Florida. So, jumping back to Peter's car, on July 4th, 1990, Aileen and Tyra were seen abandoning this car after they were involved in an accident. Witnesses said that they had seen them driving the car and gave descriptions and names, and it hit the media. Everyone was now trying to find them. The police began to find some of the victim's belongings in pawn shops and were even able to find that matching palm print that I mentioned. The prints were on file in the criminal justice system because of Aileen's previous arrests and convictions. Yeah. And it wasn't until January 9th, 1991, that Aileen was arrested on an outstanding warrant. Aileen was at The Last Resort, a biker bar in Volusa County. Tyra was found the next day in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Hey! Hey, that's where the office takes place. Oh, hey! hey. I thought that was so familiar. Scranton. I don't know the office very much, but now I... Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, when the police took her in, she agreed to get a confession from Aileen in exchange for immunity. They agreed, and Tyra came back to Florida. She was put up in a motel and put under police observation. With their guidance, she called Aileen numerous times. Each time, she would plead with Aileen to help clear her name. It took about three days, but Tyra did it, and on January 16, 1991, Aileen confessed to the murders. She did say that each man had tried to rape her, and she killed them in acts of self-defense. About a year later, January 14, 1992, she went to trial. This was for the murder of Richard Mallory. Under Florida's Williams rule, the prosecution was allowed to introduce evidence from related crimes to show an illegal activity pattern. Normally, things like this aren't admissible in criminal trials, but they made an exception because of this Williams rule. 
On January 27th, she was found guilty. Tyra's testimony during the trial helped seal her fate. When she was sentenced, there was a psychiatrist for the defense, actually several psychiatrists in fact, that stated Aileen was mentally unstable and had been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder and antisocial personality disorder. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter though, this was Florida, and she was sentenced to death only four days later. Oof. But it doesn't stop there. On March 31st, 1992, Aileen is tried for Dick Humphreys, Troy Burris, and David Spears, and pleads no contest. She said she wanted to get right with God. She made a statement to the court, and she said, I wanted to confess to you that Richard Mallory did violently rape me, as I've told you, but these others did not. They only began to start to. She was given three more death sentences on May 15, 1992. Aileen does plead guilty to Charles Carscadden's murder in June 1992, and in November, she receives her fifth death sentence. The defense did try to help her. The team tried to introduce evidence that Richard had been tried for intent to commit murder in Maryland and that he had been committed to a maximum security correctional facility that provided remediation to sexual offenders. Richard was committed for treatment and observation from 1958 to 1962 because of criminal charges of assault and intent to rape. He received an eight-year treatment from this facility. He also was said to have strong psychopathic trends. The judge, however, refused to allow it, so it was not allowed as evidence and denied Aileen's request for a retrial. Keeps going. In February 1993, Aileen pleads guilty to Walter's murder. She receives another death sentence, so we're at six total. And that's it. But Nicole, what about Peter? Does she not get charged with his murder? Well, my <laughs> ladies and beans, she does not. There was no charges for Peter's murder because his body was never found. Nobody no charge. So she received six death sentences. No more, no less. Her stories of what happened were inconsistent. At first, she said all seven men had tried to rape her while she was a sex worker, and it was all an act of self-defense. Later, she recanted all of that. During an interview, when she thought the cameras were off, she said it really was self-defense, but she couldn't stand being on death row. When this interview took place, she'd been on death row for 12 years sitting on death row for 12 years, and she just wanted to die. Her appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court was denied in 1996. She announced that she would not issue any more appeals in 2001. She even petitioned the Florida Supreme Court for the right to fire her legal counsel. She just wanted to stop all of the appeals. They were pushing for them. She said, I killed those men. I robbed them as cold as ice. I'll do it again too. There's no chance in keeping me alive or anything because I'd kill again. I have hate crawling through my system. I am so sick of hearing this she's crazy stuff. I've been evaluated so many times. I'm competent, sane, and I'm trying to tell the truth. I'm one who seriously hates human life and would kill again. A defense attorney did argue that she wasn't actually in a healthy state for them to honor that request. To that, Florida Governor Jeb Bush had three psychiatrists do 15-minute interviews with her. They all needed to be convinced that the condemned person understands that they will die and understands the crimes for which they're being executed. After they all spoke with Aileen, they all came to the same conclusion. Do you ladies know what that was? That she was sane? They all determined that she was mentally fit to be executed. <laughs> yep. As she awaited her inevitable death, things started to get worse behind bars. She began saying that she was getting abused. Her food was getting spit on. There were things that were being cooked in dirt, even arriving with urine on it. 
She claimed that she overheard people talking about how they were trying to push her to kill herself or wishing to rape her before her execution. Even multiple strip searches and being very tightly handcuffed started happening. She'd get bruises around her wrists, her door would get kicked, she'd be looked at through windows, had low water and even mildew on her mattress. And all this was being done by officers, not fellow prisoners. Damn. Yep. She would protest showers and even protest taking food trays if certain officers were on duty. Her attorney said that Miss Warnos really just wants to have proper treatment, humane treatment, until the day she is executed. If the allegations don't have any truth to them, she's clearly delusional. She believes what she's written. During her final days, as the appeal process came to an end, she gave a series of interviews to Broomfield, Nick Broomfield. In the last one, she mentioned that her mind was being controlled by sonic pressure to make her appear crazy and would talk about her impending death as being taken away by angels to a spaceship. She said to Bloomfield, you sabotaged my ass, society, the cops, and the system. A raped woman got executed and is used for books and movies and shit. Her last words in this on-camera interview were, thanks a lot, society, for railroading my ass. I later read that Nick Broomfield, uh, he met one of her old friends, her like childhood friend, Don Botkins, and they told him that it wasn't about him, it was about the media. She knew that she could say more about what was going on in her case and that it would affect her execution, but she was just over it and she decided not to say anything else. Aileen Warnos was taken to the death chamber on October 9th, 2002. She was the 10th woman to be executed in the U.S. since the Supreme Court lifted the ban on capital punishment in 1976, and the second woman to be executed in Florida. She died by lethal injection at 9.47 a.m. Her body was cremated, and Dawn took her ashes. Dawn spread her ashes in Michigan under a tree. So, she requested that Natalie Merchant's song Carnival be played at her funeral. Her song also plays at the end of the credits for the documentary Aileen, Life and Death of a Serial Killer by Nick Broomfield. When Natalie was asked about how she felt on this, she said, When director Nick Broomfield sent me a working edit of the film, I was so disturbed by the subject matter that I couldn't even watch it. Aileen Warnos led a tortured, torturing life that is beyond my worst nightmares. It wasn't until I was told that Aileen spent many hours listening to my album Tiger Lily while on death row and requested Carnival be played at her funeral that I gave permission for the use of the song. It's very odd to think of the places my music can go once it leaves my hands. If it gave her some solace, I have to be grateful. Natalie Merchant. I've linked the song in the show notes as well. Her final meal. So she declined the traditional last meal, which could have been anything she wanted for under $20. <laughs> Instead, she was given a cup of coffee. There's one source that said she got KFC, but personally, I really like the idea of her just getting coffee because coffee is great. Um, <laughs> her final words. Her final sip. Her, fin- yeah, this her, is fin- her final sip. Her Aww. final sip was, I'd like to say I'm sailing with the rock. I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus June 6th. Like the movie, Big Mothership and all, I'll be back. My brain went to or The Rock Johnson and <laughs> Will Smith and Independence <laughs> well, Day. Well, she means Independence the movie, so that is okay, yeah, okay, okay, accurate. Yeah. It's like three different movies. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> all of them. Yes. But she's been in prison, so I'm sure her brain was not in a good... She's been on death row for 12 years. Yes, so I'm sure, like, with just the isolation and all that stuff. And like borderline personality. Yeah, and her, you know, she's got other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the perfect storm remedies. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie Monster, starring Charlize Theron and Christina Ricci, mm-hmm. go watch it. Charlize Theron won the 2003 Academy Award for Best Actress, and holy moly, did she work for that. 
It's on Netflix, Amazon Prime, other streaming services. I actually rewatched it last night while I was um, doing the final touches on this episode. Mm. Jewel also wrote a song called Nicotine Love, which I linked. It's really rather haunting, um, so go check that out. <sighs> that, my ladies and beans, is the tragic story of Aileen Warnos. Any final sips? Yeah, I got some. I got some sippies. Let's hear your sippies. <laughs> Sippy next. I don't know. Sip. I just wrote down some things while you were talking. Um, uh, I feel like like let's be a safe place. Let's all be a safe place for victims of abuse to reach out because I think we've heard this story in the past where it's like yes and yes, not everyone who is abused ends up hurting other people, but you are given a less likely chance at life, you know, mm-hmm. and you're, you, let's, let's all give people, let's in general not make it such a stigma so that we can talk about these things and maybe help each other a little bit more. Cause I mm-hmm. feel like the, where she says like, well, the first man did rape me, but the other ones didn't, but they weren't going to, that's a, to me, that's a trauma response. Mm-hmm. Like you go into PTSD, fight or flight, whatever you, you know what I mean? Like your brain goes somewhere else because this already did happen to you and you're not going to let it happen again. Mm-hmm. And that's just unfortunate. Yeah. And what I think is also crap is sometimes people will say, awful people will say that, well, you're a sex worker. So does it even count? Like who the that's hell ridiculous. do you think you are? Yeah. Yeah, no, um, you would call it theft when somebody is standing at the checkout aisle, yep. they, like, grab a bunch of shit on their way uh-huh. out and don't pay for it. Like, Absolutely. You know, sex work is work. It's a mm-hmm. business transaction. Yes. And if you do something outside of the um, agreed-upon contract or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, um, sorry, that's 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 an infringement of the business. Like, yep. You fucked right. with the business. Yeah, ab- <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah. So, like, if we're just being you know, clinical about it and just business talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you still stole something. It's rape. It's not consensual. No. Right, <laughs> yes. Still has to be consensual. Yeah, like, that's part of the that's business part of transaction. It. That's part of the whole yeah. thing. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. And what's really sad is, like, she had had this her whole entire life, right? Mm-hmm. So something switched over when she was able to feel like she could do something about the assault. And, you know, what were the times that it turned into her hunting these dudes like Mm -hmm. you know making the choice to go like i'm gonna get a client and then i'm gonna kill them like Mm -hmm. like if that's like what it is you know Mm. um but there was that blurred line between when people would just do that to her and how she felt that way and that was like uh interaction with her for like such a long time when you're a child and that's like how people touch you that must Mm -hmm. be so interesting and terrifying and mortifying because then like that line gets blurred of like what's appropriate yeah i don't know my final sip with that is like sex work is work and it doesn't matter how somebody got there if you make an appointment with somebody and you have an agreement with somebody and you go outside of that agreement there's you know you can't attack this lady she's in a vulnerable position Mm -hmm. so if that is the case of what happened with the at least the first one right Mm -hmm. that might have set her off right final fucking straw Mm -hmm. and then after that it was they response. were never going to get the chance to, yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm wondering. I never saw the movie. Oh, that's good. You should watch it. You should <laughs> definitely. Watch it, I, they yeah. do. I mean, we don't know everything that actually happened, right? But they, I think that they, the writer did a really good job, kind of showing what maybe happened in those moments each time because mm. they go through all the different ones. Um, so my final sip is nothing new. Uh, mental health is so important. There are things that happen in our lives that we cannot control. What we can control is how we heal from them. 
Aileen made terrible choices when faced with terrible situations. I am by no means saying what she did was right, but I'm also not saying that what she believed to be true wasn't. We weren't there. We don't know what actually happened. And her words were completely disregarded. Florida did what Florida seems to do best, ignored what was right in front of them, and committed legal murder. The death penalty is not the answer. She sat there for 12 years waiting to die at any moment. That is living in trauma, living in a state of fight or flight with no way to do either. No one has the right to say who should live and who should die. No one. Also, um, let's believe ladies. Let's start with that, huh? Let's believe women first instead of calling us liars or saying that we put ourselves in those situations. Innocent until proven guilty and all that. Not automatically guilty because of how we live or who we choose to be with. And that is my final sip. Yeah, and there's something to that too. Like, when you believe uh, victims, the process of believing a victim is investigating to the fullest degree, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's how you find out all the information and that's how you find out when they're lying as well. Like, yep. so that's what right. I, that's, that's mm -hmm. always my thing. Absolutely. I'm like, yeah, the point of believing somebody that when they say believe victims is investigate it to the full degree. Right. And then you solve the other problem that people bring up, which is such a low, low thing. Mm -hmm. It's like such a low statistic, like statistical number of people lying about it. Mm -hmm. Um, also, yeah, the death penalty just throws a wrench in all of that. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. Like, if the prison system wasn't the way it was, it's just, you know, we have this conversation all the time. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't just where we threw everybody and instead threw people that did things like this, throw them in, you know, I guess mm -hmm. it's the, not the right language. But, like, it's used for people like this where it's like we can't, they cannot function in society. There has to be some sort of extra reform or rehab or rehabilitation done here instead of just like they didn't pay tickets and had a warrant out and didn't do that so now they're here like yeah. if it was less of that shit or like petty like even marijuana crimes like right. all that stuff like mm -hmm. then it we wouldn't have to deal with the death penalty throwing a wrench in all of that stuff you're right yeah death shouldn't be the only alternative no it doesn't make anything better doesn't, no it doesn't at all it just costs money yeah that's money that's about it's all about money about that money ah but thank you so much, ladies and beans, for going on that journey with me. Um, my dad and I always have chats after episodes come out, and he recently brought Aileen Warnos up again in one of our chats, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about it. You also recently, Amanda, yeah, brought it up. Yeah, my too. sister brought it up to yeah. me, so you're like, well, okay, well, I'll universe says let's do it. And when I was driving here today, a car uh, that passed me on the freeway, their license plate was Monster, and I was like, huh, hey, that's, that's funny. funny. <laughs> uh, so hey, thanks, Dad. And, um, yeah, that's, thank you so much, Beans. Thanks. Thank you for joining us yeah, here beans, again. Yeah. Beans on Morning Murders. Murders. Party time. Excellent. <laughs> Have a murder you like to talk about over coffee? We would love to hear about it. Email us at morningmurders at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Morning Murders. In today's show notes, you can find our cited research as well as a few of our favorite mental health resources. Here to destroy the world and the environment. <laughs> Woo! Garbage fire! Garbage fire! Is garbage fire already a band name? Oh, I don't know. Because it is now. Garbage fire. It's been fun. I don't know if... Guys, the last one is scrotal frostbite. Yeah. <laughs> when I make those videos, I go, I go, tell me another band. And then you'll be like, cool, this one's called like cockroach distortion. And I'm like, what the fuck? One's like acid piss. Like there's so many great acid, metal bands. Acid piss.
painful. Yeah. I have acid piss. I'm gonna get in this. Um, get in there. Get in it. Get comfy. I got got. I got got. She got got. Nicolas. Oh, it's so neat. Whoa, change the pattern. That was aggressive. You have you spikes. Oh my god. You spike. Hell yeah, she spiked. The morning murders rave. Raveathon. Raveathon. Yeah. The Raveathon. 1 800 morning Raveathon. Uh huh. Uh huh. What else, Amanda? What else, Amanda? Jesus. Fuck you guys. Go home. No, don't leave. Fuck me yourself, you coward. That's the answer. I've not ever heard that. <laughs> Brand new sentence. Brand new sentence. Okay. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I'm ready to be an adult. I don't know. Adult. I don't know what that means. Helen Hunt. Helen, Helen Blunt. Hunt. Helen Blunt. Ready? I'm preparing myself. Okay. Let me know when you're ready. This is, this is. <laughs> calm down, sir. Sir, sir, calm down. Sir. Okay. All right. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Please call me. And okay. keeker, sir. And the keeker, sir. Ah, <laughs> oh, Bartok. Love him. All right. Okay, let's do this. You ready? Mm. I'm ready to start. I'm so ready. Okay. I'm one, uh, I'm one with seriously, I'm one who really, I'm one who seriously hates human. Thanks a lot, society, for road whaling my, for road, mm-mm. It give, if it gave, 